Welcome to Built with Grit. I am your host and strategic partner in cost reduction, Luis Fernandez. And today I am joined by a fascinating individual oh. with a tremendous story, uh, Mr. Ken Ramos. We're going to talk today a little bit about uh, military, about U.S. Army WTF moments. For those of you in the military, you in the Army, for sure, you, you've heard of them. Uh, and then maybe we're going to, for a little cap on the end of this, talk a little bit about PSYOPs in Ukraine and yeah, yeah, um, get into that. So, Ken, before we get into that, tell me a little bit about kind of like, uh, you know, where you're from, how you got into the Army and uh, start us on that path. And then I'm going to interrupt you a whole bunch of times and we'll see where we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's OK. I'm used to it. Um, the the well, I guess you would say and, I, and I, I've said this before on air, uh, you know, on broadcasting on WTF Nation Radio as well. I've, I've kind of, you know, discussed it just to me, it was, uh, joining the army, but I kind of wanted to see what the national guard was like. Well, my, my, my educational background is not the standard, uh, educational background that no, you know, I didn't do a, you know, you graduated high school and then you did a couple years of college and then you didn't like it and then joined the military. For me, it was like, I'm, 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 I'm out, I'm going to join the army. And, and as a matter of fact, my dad's kind of like, uh, maybe you should just like try the national guard or something. <laughs> Before, before, you know, just because you want, you know, because he was a Vietnam veteran and he wanted to kind of like have a, uh, let's kind of like see where this is going to go. So Wait, I didn't, what I, year was this? Oh, uh, this was an, oh, wow. Uh, I enlisted in, uh, well, actually the, the discussion happened around 1988. It happened in 1989. So. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't look it, but you know, I'm just saying, but everyone says, there's no way you joined. I get, I get, I get hit on that stolen valor kick a lot by, by individuals that don't believe that I was it was that long ago that I did it. So, um, so, so I enjoyed three years of the, of the guard and, and I was like, Oh, I, I, I got to do this. This is, this is awesome. I, I'm, I got to do this active duty. This is fun. Mm-hmm. I want to do this kind of like, it's almost like reaffirming your, your calling. You know, you just want to double check that this is what you exactly what you want to do in life. And, and it just, to me, I just like a duck to water, man. It was, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, when active duty in 1993, I March. 1993 and then from there all the way up until 1999 uh, i was in uh, i was in you know that was in the regular army i was an aviation guy aviation operations and then okay went psyop um that was a chance meeting by meeting some individuals in the balkans and asking them so for the folks that don't know because i i was talking to somebody today about psyops and they kind of looked at me like they had no clue what i was talking about what is it, the the twenty thousand foot the elevator pitch on psyops what it is just so somebody can kind of understand the elevator pitch oh gosh um well the 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 doctrinal the doctrinal i guess you would say is it, it would be um the operations that are you know that are used to convey selected information and indicators to audiences to influence their emotions there we go you know what i mean to to uh influence their emotions their motives and objective reasoning and ultimately, their behavior uh, of governments, organizations, uh, groups, and individuals. It, it, it runs, it's in the special operations community, and it runs the gamut of anything that you can, like. It's marketing for the military, buddy. It, it, I was about to say, if anything else, I, I, I don't like. War saying, marketing. Yeah, war marketing. There you go. <laughs> uh, war mongering marketing, I guess you'd say. Um, but, but it basically, it, it, you know, there's different phases of it, too. There's also the, there's a special operations uh, support to it, and there's also. Uh, a conventional forces uh, 
which you have seen already downrange. You probably see some yep. like loudspeaker trucks running by, or yeah. it, it's not just leaflets and loudspeakers, but there's other missions that PSYOP has that will involve them in an embassy, uh, joint headquarters. Hmm. Um, and uh, you might, you, or you just might see them not anywhere. Or, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's like, it's, I don't want to, I don't want to make a sound because because you start going into that people, because especially the MI people, they get all, Oh, what are you trying to say? They're spies. No, I'm not, trying <laughs> to say that. I'm not trying to say that. It's just like, we are in environments that most staff sergeants wouldn't be in. You know, I, uh, I, I was a, I was a sergeant first class and I was working in the M I was working in an embassy, mm. um, which most sergeant first classes in the army, with the exception of defense attaches and other individuals don't work with the state department. Don't, mm -hmm. don't do what they say, public diplomacy. Um, so, or, or I could be humping a ruck. <laughs> I could be humping a ruck uh, with the 75th Ranger regiment with some JSOC elements or uh, NSW, you know, Naval special warfare. Yeah. Um, or with my assigned unit assigned to a JASOTA, which is a joint special operations task force. And it, it, it's, it's, you, you got to keep up with them. You, you have to have, it's, it's almost like, yeah, you get to play with them and stuff like that. But if you don't, and what I mean by play with them is like you train with them, you deploy with them, but you better know your craft when they look at you and say, Hey, PSYOP, what, what, what do we do next? Or what yep. actions can you provide? Right. If you're not in the planning process as an NCO, uh, or as an officer, uh, then, then you're really not going to get psyop, as you would say, into the fight or into the planning or into the um, to the MDMP process, the military decision making process. Yeah. So, so you got into that. That was in the late '90s, and then a couple of years later, we have uh, you know a change, a, a, a global change. Yes. Yeah. It actually was. Uh, it was 19. I I I made my first parachute jump. I, uh, at you know, on my 30th birthday or, you know, 30 and that was it. So it's like, I was already old coming into the community. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's, I mean, uh... <laughs> it's like going in, going into soft at 30 years old it is, yeah. Okay. You're kind of, you're kind of, it's not, it's not that it's, it's not condone. Nobody cares. It's just the fact that normally individuals uh, that go into soft aren't that old, you know, or, or aren't that, um, yep. And so, then of course that was 2001 and of course yes global change 9-11 and and that was that was on and so it was uh you know tours in iraq and then the tours with special operations and a tour with you know i always like to hark on the my i had a great time with the first armor division i know everyone likes to give tankers a hard time but <laughs> it was a great assignment it, i i don't know i just had a, i had a great boss i had a great I had a great a raiders a rating chain. As a matter of fact, uh, I had I've served with the current uh, three corps commander um, in first armor division, uh, General Pat White. All right, he's, he's the three corps commander, and I served with him in first armor division. A lot, you know, General Dempsey was my Jim Dempsey was my CG. Hmm. So all the names that you you know, Sergeant Major of the Army Preston was in first armor. You know, it just oh wow, all, all those all those names coming up. I guess you could say I felt like I was like Forrest Gump just being on the side of history watching <laughs> individuals go through, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, hey, where's my side? I'm right here, sir. You know, Forrest Gump, here's some leaflets or some shit. You know what I mean? It's just it, it 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 was really crazy to see that side of history. So when someone says, Oh, did you serve with so-and-so? Did you know so-and-so? And then I'll say, Yeah, yeah, he was my raider. And they're like, wait, what? Wow. Yeah. Your raider? I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't really uh, you know what I mean? It just didn't. Yeah. It didn't click or it didn't get, it wasn't until I, I got a little bit more senior 
and, you know, did more things within us. SOCOM, did more things within, you know, doctrine, did more things with, uh, mm -hmm. you know, being a first sergeant and, and an officer major. It, it then developed me more to where they're just regular dudes. Yeah. <laughs> they're just regular dudes, you know? Yep. Um, when the community yeah. is, is actually really small, right? Like it, it continuously, it gets really, really, especially yes. in those organizations, right? You, you know, like anybody that, Fort Bragg is like the sun, man. You once you've been there, like it's hard to get away. The thing just sucks you right back. That's what the airborne wings for, bro. It's like yeah. stamp. It's just it's like you can, <laughs> well, for me, I got a swoosh on my chest. But you know, I, if 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 you were to say, hey, you know, you're you're you know, I'm I'm going back. We always joke around back to brag, back to brag, going back to brag. It 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 just like you said, it it you know, yeah, it just sucks you back in. Yeah, come that, back to our dens. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Go back to area J. You want to yeah. drop zone? Yes. Uh, <laughs> do I have to wear a T10? No, no, no. So yeah, it it it's a it is a small community. Um, at the time, I think when I was in, I was in uh, I was uh, attached to SWIC. It was I think we were active duty twelve hundred enlisted strong. Mm. I think I think I, I'm I'm trying to remember the board because it's been a while. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's it really is. It really is a small community. That's just on the active duty side. On the reserve side of the house, the reserve side, there was a big divorce that happened between uh, PSYOP, the mm -hmm. active duty and the reserve component split. And uh, and what I mean split is that the United States Army Civil Affairs and Psychological Operations Command used to be under USASOC. And it was, it they managed both active duty and reserve PSYOP. There was what we call the divorce. Use of KPOC said, all right, see you. Or Usasak said, see you, get out or whatever. And there's so many papers and stuff written about it that that I don't even know the intricacies of it. But mm. who's who the one that kicked PSYOP out, you know, or kicked the reserve component out of active duty under active duty command? So Use of KPOC went out into the reserve command and active duty PSYOP stayed. So that left some, that left some, uh, that kind of had a sting there because all the support being under Usasak kind of went away because it was now a big army and big army was, I mean, everyone talks about this, the, the info war. I don't even like that name. Cause it sounds like Alex Jones stuff. Yeah. <laughs> You're turning the frogs. Game. Watch out because the frogs are coming and here we go. Psyops does all of it. They mess it all up. Cause they say psyops. They go psyops. Yeah. I don't want to Alex Jones this thing, but, but it, but it really, it really, it, it really is. Nope. Nobody, unless you're in the community, know exactly why we have that gap um, in within the, the influence uh, side of the house. I'm not talking about IO, I'm not talking about public affairs or civil affairs, but I'm just speaking specifically about how PSYOP has that gap because we don't have a reserve brethren with us. So mm. an infantry an infantry division, first armor division has armor divisions within the national guard or the reserve component that can assist them, that can help them out, that can kind of, you know, uh, I would say spell them on deployments well, with us in the reserve in, in the active duty side of the house. It, it, it's, it's really limited. Um, hmm. You know, it's, 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 it's a pain. It, it, it actually has bred some division within the organization and in the PSYOP regiment, because then it's like, Oh, stupid reservist. Oh, stupid active duty. You're trying to take our money. You're trying to take our jobs. You know, just, <laughs> it just goes back and forth. And it's, it's not good for the regiment because I would like to see it, you know, unified. I want to see it brought back into the fold. I want to, you know, I want to, I just want that big hug again that we used to have, you know, just like, yeah, 
why can't we all just get along dudes this is this is easy stuff um i i don't know if we would ever get reunited there's rumors that it could happen there's, there's been discussions that have happened but it's always been a well there's a reserve component now that's comfortable where they're at there are some individuals that like the fact that they weren't part of active duty uh, or active, you know part of uh soft and so they they kind of move it away and then they kind of okay well I could put under other individuals within my command and leadership billets within use of KPOC, but not, that's not the way it works in, in active duty. Mm. Uh, you have to meet specific gates in active duty to hit it. And it just seems like, Oh, okay, well we have a, you know, there's been non psyop non civil affairs individuals in charge of use of KPOC, but we have not seen a psyop officer in charge or in command of, and I don't know if there ever will be, First, first special forces command or first infantry division. Right, right, right. We, right. we don't, we we don't see that. So we we kind of stop at the at the CSM within the regiment, or or within the active duty side of the house, or or no six a group yeah. commander, and that's it. And that's nobody, that's nobody gets a star. Well, yeah, if they do get a star, they would be like, you're gonna, you're not, gonna, you're gonna have to kiss another ring to get it. I mean. <laughs> Because I've not, there's not been a, there's not been a true active duty psyop general yet. Sure. Um, and, and to, you know, well, the creator, the father of psyop, you know, General McClure, who incidentally was a cap officer and infantry guy, and decided, you know, to be in charge. It, it, that's a, that's a whole no historical thing because sure. it, it always gets in fights between. I wouldn't say fights, but inter-service or inter-branch rivalries between special forces psyop and ca and <laughs> came first the chicken of the egg type thing you know what i mean and they yeah, there's been some there's been because you know there's been some jabs back and forth some uh, some good good old rivalry going on like general mcclure who was the psyoper the, the usasoc buildings named after him and so everyone's like you know <laughs> kind of like a dig at them but in in reality my first psyop deployment was with uh task force viking just sort of north uh, during the invasion of uh, Iraq and in Kurdistan. Okay. And it was an eye-opening experience to work unconventional warfare and then go kinetic and then go into Mosul and then, you know, and then go back. It was, it was just very, it was very eye-opening because it was one minute I'm sitting there hanging out and dealing, talking with radio stations and working with them and, and asking if they'll play some of our, play some of our messages. And then the next thing you know, I'm, I'm, running and gunning with a, with a special forces B team. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's kind of like a, it's a, it's a dynamic that you don't expect, you know, it, but that's part of the unconventional nature of soft anyways. Yeah. One minute you're wearing a business suit. Next minute you're wearing fins and flippers uh, or you're, you know what I mean? Or you're wearing, yeah. uh, you know, uh, you know, roughs, you're wearing a, a polo shirt and, um, and, and, and then next thing you know, you're, you're, you're in full kit you know, not looking like a, you're not looking like, a, you know, thing. we don't ever get to shave though. I mean, we, we, we don't ever get to not shave. We're always getting told to shave. Cause we're, okay. what do you want to do? Be, Cause we're not that we do have mission requirements that do allow that, but I don't want to tell anybody, but we don't, we don't tell HQ back at the, you know, yeah. <laughs> always make sure that our social media is kind of locked down on that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can never grow one. So for me, it was like, yeah, did I see this guy growing a beard? Nah, must have must have been some B-roll or something. Stock footage or something like that. Yeah, because with me, it's, I could, yeah, it just takes a weekend and I'm, you know, I'm already. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I can already grow it out. So 
but you've been you're out of the military now you don't have like the full-on like veteran beard the bro vet you know you gotta have i did did try i i tried to bro 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 vet it out and i'll be honest with you um i I eating chow uh, getting food you know getting Uh, ranch dressing on me or you know i'm trying to eat or it just yeah, or or it would be like, where's all this hair freaking coming from? And it's and it's mm. my beard. It's my beard hair. I'm, you know, my kids are like, ew, gross. What is this hair? You know, <laughs> what's this? Ew. You know, <laughs> you know. I'm like, okay, yeah. And uh, and for me, it was just it was just a matter of maintenance thing for me. It rather than do the maintenance and shave every other day, as opposed to growing a beard and then you know getting all the tools out and then you know making up. And I'm a perfectionist too. I, I don't want to say I'm OCD, but <laughs> If I tweak one end of the beard this way, I'm like, ah, then I just have to shave it all. I don't know. Just, and I'm, and I'm busy. You know what I mean? All that time to do it and all this other stuff. It's yeah. like, like polishing boots again. So, so how much time did you spend on deployment? How many, how many, I guess, how many combat stripes did you rack up? Four. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do the many multiples mm-hmm. that everyone has, you know? Um, well, you know, sometimes with your guys, like, you know, it could be a short, I don't know what, what yours were, but I knew uh, those guys were like doing three in, three out, three in, three out. Three yeah. In, that's, three out. Th- that's the thing that that's exactly how we roll out sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes a necessity would be and and a lot of it was, uh, we'd go out for three months, come back, go out a month and then come back and then go out another month and come back and then go nine months and come back or go right. half or go a year and come back. You know, so it, it all, all those times that we went, it was, you're exactly right. It wasn't but it was intense, you know, and it wasn't like, oh, it's only, you know, you're right. going to be there three, four months. You, you, re- you really got to do a lot of rehearsals, a lot of prep, yep. and then it's game on the whole time. And, and you don't have time to sleep until you get back pretty much. I remember, you know, with the 82nd where we were doing 12, uh, I did what 11 in Afghanistan and then 14 in Iraq, but the, uh, <clears throat> in the Afghanistan one, we were attached to the soft teams. Um, and I saw, three or four different teams come through in the time that we were there. Um, and so, you know, after a while you get a little salty about it, like, Oh, they get to go home, you know, but then we thought, you know, years pass and kind of think about their op tempo versus ours. Like we were in support of a lot of missions. I didn't run as many. Right. But those guys were out kicking down a door every single night. That means you know, in a, in a 90 day deployment, they would do 120 raids. Yeah. Right. And, and so you think about just like you are on the entire time. It's like a sprint, right? Like yeah, I was I, running a nine minute mile. These guys are going, you know, Usain Bolt every single day, right? Like you, you can't keep it up. So I get it. And not to mention the fact that it's as a support element to, to the to the mission so if i'm a, a psyop nco or a team leader assigned to nsw or an sf team or other soft elements i have to keep up i i cannot there cannot be no oh, wait on the side guy here we go yeah what's taking him so long it, it right it, right right it's immediately the ground the ground commander's like Zyop, and you better be right there right rock and roll not oh, could you uh hang on for a sec <laughs> hang on <laughs> You guys, <laughs> you guys, gotta, you guys gotta slow down, man. You know, there, was, there was none of that shit, man, and and it was, and it was that like you, it was that. I mean, because I mean, if you're in, a, if you're out outside the wire, you, 
you don't want to get left out. We've we no. seen some people getting head sawed off on, on freaking video. That, yep. was, that literally was my fear was going out to do something, getting captured or getting detained or whatever, and having something that, like that happen to me and my, my guys and or gals. And I'm just like, oh, my God. No, I don't crazy. I don't know that if that the Taliban or Al Qaeda, whoever recognizes the power of those videos, like I, I know for them, it's it's their little recruiting thing but they, i don't know that they understand what it did to us as right. so because we watched that before we left and i mm-hmm. remember we had the conversation as guys like hey right. save a bullet for me like there's that will not happen to me we rolling into the invasion and there was a threat i mean come on what i mean we could look back now what, what were we supposed to have gone to iraq for uh for weapons of mass destruction so we sure. were yeah right over we, we were we were we were kind of like dude, I don't want to bubble up. If that, if you see some green shit flying at me and I start bubbling up or something like that, just, or I'm on fire. I mean, we literally had yeah. everyone, like you just said, you had your little internal pack. I mean, it kind of, it sounds kind of macabre when you, when you hear one of civilians or people who've <laughs> not been in the environment for it. I, I've had family members ask me, I said, well, what you, what would have happened if you would have, and then nonchalantly, oh yeah, we all had a pack that if we were on fire or something like that, we just like, you know, roast each other. They're like, what, what was that? What was, yeah. What was that? <laughs> you actually well, so like, yeah because i don't want to kill myself that sucks you know yeah <laughs> I, don't want to, I don't want to go down like that i said you know or make or maybe i'll do one last you know hoorah or something yeah that was it it was like i'm either dying with a grenade under my body like yeah. like you are yeah. not going to exactly. chop off my head on video right exactly. and the, res- the resiliency of fighters is increased tenfold knowing that right like surrender is not an option truly isn't an option you bring up a good point because the culture of an Islamist, well, I shouldn't say an Islamist, but the, the enemy at the time uh, was not, that was not a, for us, we fear death. For us, we don't, we, we want to, we want to fight and live another day and defend our country. That's, that's not our, you know, we, we kind of hold life a little bit more uh, different mm-hmm. than the enemy had at the time. And then that's, that's literally it. It's, it's like, they saw that as the goal. We yeah. don't see it as the goal. We see us bringing our, you know, bringing our troops back home with us. You know, yeah. we train them the best we can, and and hopefully they make the right decisions on the fa- on the battlefield, and and we all want to bring them back home safe. That's not what they're like. They they're like, oh, watch this. I'm gonna go and suicide myself at a checkpoint, and then I'm gonna, you know, cause an ambush, and and mean, you know, whoever is gonna, you know, that they literally sought that out as the the way to do it, not as us would be like, dude, I'm on fire, Lewis. You know, do it, bro. Come on, let's go. Come on. Yeah. I mean, not that I would be saying that if I was on fire, but I would just, you know, just it would be that that like I said, that that dark humor, that dark macabre discussion of it, and and you're just like, I'm not going out like that. I, I'm, yep. I'm not going out like Nick Berg. That that's nope. And then, right. So yeah. yeah, it was a motivator. Yeah. So um, now it, it just uh, another another organization that uh, I got to get a little sliver of a peek behind the curtain a few years ago uh and uh and and that is that the, there it is the u.s <laughs> army wtf moments and i have been dying to hear um for those that don't that don't really know the organization well it's it's uh you know i would say what are we looking at like 2007 time frame 2008 early facebook years it, well, actually, the birth of U.S. Army WTF moments is 2010, January 7th. It was 2010. Okay, I remember. It was I mean, it was it was a long time ago, and and um, 
it uh, it started with with memes. It was just like ridiculous things that you saw it, in the army. It was you know? literally that. It was literally I'm not saying that we were. Were we, were, were, looking back at the evolution, were we a little bit bro-ish? Probably. You know Probably. I mean? Well, the culture was different then than it is right. today, too. So right. we'll, we'll, we'll give it a pass, right? Because I was in there, too. And yeah. now I'm like, I don't, you know, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Stop, dude. I still have my pipe hitter shirt in back. In, in a <laughs> yeah, I feel like at like some point, there's a few of us that were kind of like early in the stages and like, really really into it and then now it's like whoa you shit got out of control right like it did it did it did yeah it became a staple of an identity that you're kind of like really did you you really are you really saying that yeah yeah almost to the end almost cringe level a little bit right and so you know it was a meme page and it was like funny things that go on and and you know it it really blew up and and that was kind of how i got uh sort of tangentially aligned was through a series of of particularly funny memes and and but at some point began the accountability factor which to me today i think is the highest value of that organization and it, it is essentially um the the journalist side you know the, the journalist accountability side of the military that, that at this point today every officer and senior NCO knows about U.S. Army WTFMO, and they know that if you do it, that we can talk about what it is. But if you do it, you will be featured on there. And four-star generals are following that page now. Like it is an accountability for the military, right? <laughs> I, I would have never ex- dreamed or expected to be a host of a podcast and having a two, three-star shoot the breeze with us you would never have expected like if you if you were tell if i was to go back and tell the army chief of staff back back in 2010 hey you're gonna have generals on this meme page (laughs) and they're gonna be like what 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 shut up you know (laughs) um it it is it yeah it it is it is you know it's hard to say when it when it turned the corner though because um i i don't I don't know what I don't know if the the creators because you know I, I'm not the I'm not a I'm not the creator. Everyone likes to say, "Oh, he created." No, I I didn't. I was just one of the admins that were well, that that was already on board three four years into the game, you know. Mm. And um, and then I got invited to be uh you know a host on Sergeant's Time because there was the great experiment of okay, well now the podcasting was new, you know, it was like. Yeah really freaking new that wasn't really it was almost joe rogan-ish like new yeah and you know, whatever, say what you want about joe rogan but the long form interview has set the standard already for 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 how you just talk to somebody if you're yeah. an influencer or you have a platform and you want to talk to somebody about whatever it's a lot better than the news current mainstream media or cable news where you only have a minute yeah it's ridiculous it's, and, and and this is where i think you know while we're on this topic is that something that i think people miss is that and the reason why guys like Rogan are popular is that we have an opportunity. We understand that there is misinformation out there. I think everybody right. kind of gets that. Some folks don't understand that they're exposing themselves to it exclusively, um, <clears throat> but we understand that it exists. And the thing about long form content is that it provides context. You know, the, it, it bothers me to watch like presidential debates where we give someone like we're going to say, well, how do you fix healthcare? Three minutes go. Okay. 
it's a complicated, nuanced issue with many, many caveats and things that need lots of dominoes that need to fall. It's an idea that requires expansion of conversation. We have to have exactly. this longer story. We, I can't answer your question in 90 seconds, you know, and, and then they put seven people on the screen and yeah. they all talk over each other. And not to mention the fact that you, what you say, because you're trying to rapid fire the answer out, you might stumble on your words yeah. or you might misspeak and, and then you'll get cut off or, or then whatever. And you know, <laughs> all right. Uh, no. Luis, how do you, how do you feel? How do you feel about this? How do you feel about healthcare? Well, the thing is about healthcare is that the fact that you start yeah. down, and then the next, you know, the next night you'll be like, Oh, Luis, you know, Luis Fernandez really fucked up that damn. Yeah. My cuss here. I don't want to. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. 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 As long as I don't drop too many F-bombs, but I, sure. I, I, I'll, I'll keep it professional, but yeah, he really <laughs> blew that debate. And you're like, dude, I only had like 90 seconds to say anything, you know what yeah. I mean? And you're asking me, you know, uh, healthcare, which is in itself, whether it be veteran healthcare, military healthcare, or, yeah. or you know, just societal healthcare. It, Any it, topic. If I asked you to yeah. tell me why did Putin invade Ukraine and go 90 seconds, right? I'm going to put, and you can't, you can't, because it's like, well, where do I start? Do I start with the USSR? Because that is an important piece of history. And if we're starting with the USSR, then guess how far back we're going? We're going back to 1945, y'all. Yeah. Because that's where this whole thing, like, you yeah. know. And not to mention the fact that there's individuals that aren't even weren't even alive when the Iron Curtain fell. They they weren't right. even around when we had the nuclear scare of the '80s or the yeah. or the big red scare. You know, you got all those Cuban Missile Crisis, right? Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah, yeah. I'm not that old, but you know what I mean. It's just <laughs> they're trying to put me into that. I see you trying to put me in that category. Um, but no, you're right. It it is it's very it, it became it became a point to where it went from. Uh, it's starting off just as a little, like a couple of meme pages here. Uh, if you go back to some of the older posts and a lot too, is Facebook has filtered and we have filtered now due to, due to audience feedback or, or follower feedback sure. only with the times it was okay. Back in the day to say certain things that you would never say now, even right. though back in the day it was acceptable. You can't say them anymore that are acceptable. So no. Facebook will fix it. We've worked with Facebook before we've worked with other uh, influencers to help us out. So what the big thing is about everyone talks about the mill meme pages and also the stuff we all talk. We like, we literally yeah. almost like almost to the point where I think we need to form a, uh, a vet bro association of, of podcasters or something, you know, right. I, I shouldn't say it like that, but because we all like the big ones, if, if, uh, if a, a spit out, I will name, I will not name several big name influencers that will say, Hey, Ken, did you see this? What's up with that? What's going on with yeah. this? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't know, man. I think blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, let me know if you got it. All right, There's cool. private right. groups, right? Like I got invited yeah. into one of those and I was like, wait a second. Inside of this group, there are 75 million followers. Mm -hmm. yeah. And there's, there's 10 admin or 10 members of this group that represent an audience that's 75 million deep. Yeah. I've, I've been part of a, a lot of campaigns with uh, team Rubicon, honey, yeah. Uh, and, and oh, uh, awesome, awesome shit. My drill sergeant said, uh, yeah, doing some, he's doing great. Relief. Yeah. He's a great dude. Yeah. So, so we, we will literally, if there's something on the net that we even say, Hey, that's misinformation or that's kind of like, eh, we will, well, I, mean, I don't want to say we correct ourselves, but sure. we kind of go in there. We're not for everybody. Okay. So that's, I'm going to say that right now. Yeah. It's, that, <laughs> it's that we're not for everybody. The, the, what people tend to forget is that is that we're not there for the commands. We're there for the followership of the soldiers. We are there for the soldiers. It's it, 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 for one time it, it got, 
it got really dicey, really hostile. And then it got friendly and then it got hostile and then it got friendly and then it got hostile. And then it got to the point where it's like, okay, we need to, we need to, we need to, we need to have a, a representative to kind of like be out there to speak for us. So that way we know, you know, whatever. And that's when the decision was made that actually was offered. Hey, Ken, you want to, you want to go public? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I looked at it as the fact that because I'm also a host on uh, WTF Nation Radio, which is, you know, the voice of Army WTF. It's it's our, it's WTF Moments is a radio station or podcast station, whatever you want to call it. Sure. Um, I figured, you know, yes, because it would help me with the podcasting. It will help me. It will help a lot of the Army leadership and veteran uh, groups out there. And another influence put a face to a name as opposed to us. Because, you know, when you and I talked the first time when you were on our yeah, show. I had no idea who you were. Nobody. Yeah. All you knew was my voice. Yep. You you kind of heard rumblings. Everyone thought. I, I mean, the rumor mill was nuts about who I was. It was amazing. Was. It was wonderful. It, yeah. It was. Everyone thought it was like, this guy's like, this guy's got to be like a two-star general. This guy's a, this, there's no way this guy can be an NCO. Uh, he's a civilian. He's a DA civilian. He's a yeah. retired old guy. It, it, it ran the gamut. Some people said that I used a voice changer. Then I was actually Sergeant of the Army Daily. It was just so many, <laughs> dude, dude. It was so many different rumors that were going out there. I didn't hear that one. <laughs> they, oh yeah, it was. They, well, yeah, Task Corpus even did an article asking Sergeant of the Army if he was an admin for us, and he kind of like <laughs> kind of like slept it off. And well, yeah. And so there, there was a lot of, there was a lot of, uh, I would say ups and downs of, of of how we interacted with the command, and then. When it was decided that I was going to be the, the public face, I was thinking about the repercussions of, oh, I'm tired. You know, what's, what's, the, what's the, what's the, <laughs> what's going to happen? Let's put it this way. I made a, a lot of great friends, new friends, but I've also lost great friends because sure. a lot of them thought that I was like now at the time I was using that or using the knowledge of what they had or private conversations that I would use that against and it would be posted up. I've never done that. Yes. So as a matter of fact, we have a policy within the WTF nation, as we like to call it. Um, anything that hits our inbox is, is sanctuary, unless, unless it's something that the poster wants to post. Uh, like mm -hmm. if somebody submits it to us and say, say first, first Arn Fernandez and first Arn Ramos are being you know mean, and this is what they're doing. And then we have admins that are of rank that will say, are you sure he's being mean? Or, or you're just like, you know, right. you know, we kind of like walk them through. That used to be that 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 was not used to that not used to be the case. It used to be first arms being me, fuck it, post it for arms being me. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? We'll we'll let the audience decide if it's if it's if it's if it's bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that you're right. It it evolved big time. And, and I think it's important like to understand like if you go back and watch um like a full metal jacket, right? Like it, it, and that's obviously that's kind of an extreme thing, but understand that guys like that did exist or do exist in the army. And there are people that literally have no, can assign no intrinsic value to the soldier uh, and, and see them as just an operational tool. Right. And they talk about manpower um, as no different than they do bullets. Okay. The, the, right. They, they right. kind of have that same. And so they grew up, for whatever reason, they grew up in a culture that didn't value them. They thought, oh, that's what leadership looks like. And then they treat soldiers like shit. I was, I was a recipient 
even as an officer of some of that. Um, and for those that have been a brag, know that we got a, 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 a recall. All right. And I got a recall at like two in the morning that we were deploying. Um, and I thought that's weird. Usually it, those things don't usually come as a surprise, but it was like supposedly a real deployment. Um, and then the whole story goes down. It was basically the commander called the wrong code word over the radio mm. or over the, over the phone, mm-hmm. took people's phones. There were families in the parking lot kissing goodbye to their soldier. Um, and, you know, I was the, I was the second in command of the company. And I was like, I went to the commander. I was like, okay, well, you've got this whole thing planned. Where's the food? Where's the water? Where's the ammunition for the range that you want to do? Where's a water buffalo to follow this 30 mile ruck march that you're going to take these guys on? Like, what do you have logistically to support this? And he said, good luck. That's, that's your job. Like, we, we don't do these things a day of, okay. This isn't, this isn't something I can just make happen today. Yeah. 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 So calling every favor that I had and, and really borderline illegal shit just so that we could get through the day um actually probably crossed the line that day i don't want to i don't want to hear yeah just, <laughs> <laughs> i'm not going to specify what it was I'm, just yeah, I'm not saying that i didn't do either but uh, <laughs> you know being a, per, being a first sergeant sometimes can be pretty uh persuasive yeah. and so like by the end of the day you know every platoon sergeant as soon as they got back they were in my office they're like what the hell man i was like i didn't know either you know, and the first sergeant came in and he's like, what the hell? I was like, I didn't know either. And then finally I went into the commander's office and told him like, this is what you did today was wrong. Yeah. And he raised his voice and he got at me and um, we ended up getting in a screaming match, got this close to actually throwing blows. And then I just left. Um, my Actually, I think what I said was you stay on the other side of that desk before both of us get in a lot of trouble. And then I walked out, um, which. Been there before. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then I walked across to the, to the battalion headquarters and I walked in the battalion XO's office and I was knocking on the door. His phone was already, he was already on the phone with my commander. And, uh, and I was like, Hey, I, uh, I fucked up. Right. So like, <laughs> was he supportive though? I mean, did you, once it you was left- it like, okay. once I explained everything that happened, like he understood, he understood where I was coming from. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, Lieutenant does not threaten to beat up a captain, right? Like that. You just don't do that. Um, even though I probably could have anyway, no, just <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the thing is though, like that happened to me as an officer and I had a direct line to a major and a Lieutenant Colonel to advocate on my behalf. If I was an E3, a young private, maybe didn't even know a 19 year old kid who's been in the army for a year and a half and I've got nowhere to go. And it just feels like this is wrong. Like, where do you go? Like where, where everyone in your chain of command is against you. What do you go? Where do you do? There's no Avenue for you to find that support. And out of nowhere comes WTF moments. And it's like, all of a sudden that kid can hold his leadership accountable. Right. And that's beautiful. Well, I appreciate I, 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 I appreciate that compliment, but I also it doesn't it doesn't it does frustrate me sometimes that it should never have to be a soldier. I mean, think about it. You're like you just said, you're Joe Private. You're due to the Army. You have all these chains of command. And everything you know as a private, you were trained that if it doesn't look right, moral, unethical, illegal, blah 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 blah, you get an Army value shoved down your throat. Yada yada yada. And, and there, no one's listening to that. No one's taking that at heart. Uh, it takes a lot of courage for a, for a young soldier 
to write, submit. We have, we've had, we've had submissions from young soldiers that, uh, Hey, this is happening. This is happening. This is happening. Bye. And they block us because they're so afraid that mm. the command is going to go through their phones or they're going to see who that gets posted up. And, and I, I keep trying to tell everybody is like, if you submit something to WTF moments, um, it's not going to, it could be anybody that posted because if you notice some of the scenarios, like you just said, it's almost like generational. It's like, it seems like every four or five years, same thing coming up, you see that. And then somebody will be like, you're new to WTF moments, right? <laughs> you know, we, we started off with just a little bit of, you know, a little bit of followership. And now, you know, we have, uh, you know, one, I, you know, like 1.4 million followers with the WTF nation radio and us army WTF moments. Mm-hmm. We have a reach now of almost 85 million. So that just, that just was one of those, one of those things that just, it just, I don't know, just, just caught fire. Now we're not for the faint of heart either because there's individuals that don't like, you know, we've been called oath breakers. I've said that before in public mm-hmm. call us oath breakers. They call us, uh, you know, this, uh, discredit to the service. Uh, we're, we're disrespecting to the profession of arms. Um, yeah, that's it. because that's the guy who's getting featured on the page, right? <laughs> it's usually what it is. It's usually somebody, and and then of course, then you have the other, you know, you have the other malcontents of, of snobbiness leadership. They're like, oh, would never. Why would you want to go to a Facebook page and, and do that? And then, <laughs> in now, my day, now back in my day, we we handled things throughout the chain of command, and yeah, and dealt with you know, we resolved a lot of these problems, and then. <laughs> Meanwhile, I have the, a two-star general showing up on Sarge's time. You know what I mean? On WTF Nation Radio. They're like, oh, okay. He's your boss, right? Yeah. <laughs> you go tell your boss that, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I'll be honest with you. I mean, everyone thinks that we're anti-Army. We're not. We are like, one of the biggest Army cheerleaders on the planet. Right. It, it's just Armying. I don't like to create our own words in the radio and multimedia world. But doing Army stuff isn't really that difficult when you think about it. It's, it's not a... It's our work is hard that we have to do, and we have to, you know, stand ready to deploy, defend our country, and you know, defend the Constitution, meet their enemies, you know, foreign, foreign, domestic, yada yada yada. But, but literally, when you think about it, simple logical steps to leadership that we face, which I know me and you talked about it when we were discussing Conus battle drills. It, it was, I mean, oh man, our podcast was like three hours long, and it was like yeah. we, you know, as like you were like, how long are we normally on here? I'm like, ah, oh, just about an hour. Two hours later, do you want yeah. To go yeah, let's keep going. And we, we almost had a full three and a half hour show. I love that. I was because it was a it was a leadership thing to where, and I know that's where you're that you specifically is where you have your platform is discussing leadership and discussing managerial processes and, and discussing how do different companies you know treat their employees because now that I'm retired. I, I luckily I was in an environment in soft where we had to like jump the fence back and forth between doing civilians, working with civilians, working with partner agencies that had different cultures of management, that had different cultures of leadership. Big Sarge don't have that. Big Big Sarge comes out the army, you know, comes out the army swinging and thinks that everybody should be standing at parade rest or, yeah. or have his own part, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um but mm-hmm. it, it did change the culture in a way. I think if there's some individuals that if we were to go offline now, <laughs> we would have people celebrating us, but we'd have a lot of people going, shit, now what? You know what I mean? Mm. Because I, I think, I mean, that's how I got, that's how I got to be, that's how I found out about the page. You got a Facebook account? 
didn't have Facebook page long because, you know, in my line of work in PSYOP, I already had Facebook pages, but they weren't mine. They were for other stuff. Sure. And um, I saw this one kid on our den or on Gruber Road. I said the story before because I will always remember this. This kid mowing hot. I was first sergeant. I seen this. I was not. I was an officer major. And uh, no, I would think it was a first sergeant. And because uh, yeah, because I was going back to the company. I saw this kid freaking mowing mowing the lawn, dusty ass lawn on Gruber Road, fucking mm. grass everywhere. And he's in his ASUs. He's in his boots. He's in his oh, uniform. It was it was an engineer. It was the engineer battalion that was across the street from. That's uh, the that's the formal uniform, by the way, for everybody with the suit and tie. Right, right. It's it. Yeah. it I'm sorry. Yeah, I forgot that. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. It is the for, it is the formal dress uniform that you would wear for ceremonies or you would wear for formals in different you know variations of it. So this kid was mowing the freaking lawn. He probably was probably late for work or something like that. He probably did something at the, but he was. I thought that it was an extreme waste. First off, you're you're kind of like disrespecting the the uniform and the kid in the uniform, and because mm. now that kid's gonna have to spend. Uh, and he was a specialist. Um. Uh, getting just, fixing that is just oh. yeah 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 just getting getting the money to replace that get, he probably ruined it I don't know he probably I don't know but I was so incensed when I saw it as a first sergeant that I took a picture of it and I was like oh okay you want to do that and it was like that and took a picture of it <laughs> got back to the company and I just sat there stewing <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe a first sergeant would do that you know what I mean I get flutter kicks and a couple of push-ups here and there but not that you know not not that um so then i sent it to the u.s army wtf moments and you know at the time at the time even for me as a you know as a first star i was like oh, they posted my shit oh my god so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes you know win one for the team or, or whatever this is so cool it's so cool and then they had a hiring we had a hiring uh uh event which went really online it was a virtual you know, hey you want to join us and i'm like oh yeah so Submitted the app, sent it in, and did a over the view, over the you know, a digital interview. Some of the individuals that are admins, you know, now that I've been there for a long time, I've known already. So it's like they they knew who I was, they knew who I am coming in. So it was like, okay. So then did that. Then after a couple of years, uh, they're like, hey, we need you know, you want to do the, you want to kind of bring the face over to Sergeant's time. That do you want to yeah. do and all that. I'm like, oh yeah. And they <clears throat> you know doing the whole radio station so it's it's been it's been busy for me you know what i mean it's it's a it's an experience to have to go from being a first sergeant in the line to submit something get it posted yes you know one for the team you know go joe you know now you're running the shit and now yeah now yeah now i'm running wtf nation radio and i'm I'm one of the admins on wtf moments that's like (laughs) and then and then also uh you know i'm also the um the uh, i'm in i'm in charge of a you know digital engagement so any other um any other podcast or something like that wants to join us or anybody wants to do a partnership i'm the one that does the face-to-face to shoot the shit to say hey what do you what do you guys want what do you guys need what would you like to do there's been some some proposals that have been presented to me that i present to the team and and you know this doesn't fit us but then some of them are some of them are okay um mm. and then when the space force activated um <laughs> It, it was like it was like okay so we what are we gonna do with the, are we gonna do something with this because this is the space force and this is and then the tv show space force was coming out too it's like we got we have we have to to do something we have to so we stood up u.s space force wtf moments and i didn't know that he was even existed yeah we, we that, that was that was stood up let me look at the numbers here on this one 
That was stood up. Uh, Space Force WTF moments was stood up in da, 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 June 18th, 2018. So the date was created. The day, the day Space Force activated was the day that U.S. Space Force WTF moments activated. And, and as soon as we let feelers out about, you know, we just, it wasn't public, but we let some feelers out from individuals of Space Command and Space Force to, you, know, yeah. to, you best believe we had so many applicants from the Space Force. So, so it's not even an army pay. It's, it's, it's run by U.S. Space Force and U.S. Space Command. Awesome. So, so if you ever looked at their page at US Space Force WT Moments, I don't get some of their jokes because it's all nerdy Space Force stuff. It's like <laughs> within their little community, they are always laughing and getting all these shares and laughing. <laughs> I'm at this meme that's got like multiple math equations stuff, and I'm like, oh, not, you know I mean? if you don't know how to X, you definitely don't know how to Y. <laughs> like, I'll go to one of the admins because I, I I help supervise that page too, and I. My guys, wait, what, what, what's what's with this? I'm like, oh yeah, it's because of this. And then, then of course, I get the 15 panel, you know, mm. mathematical drawing out of of whatever equation. That was the joke. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> no, 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 Ken, that was a joke. I'm like, what was the joke? The, the whole equation stuff. Because and then they went into another math equation. Yeah, because it did. I'm like, oh, I got it, I got it, I got it. So the great bunch of guys. They 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 do. And then sometimes you know they'll. I'll, I'll, I'll get to post something. I'll say, Hey, look, this is funny. What do you think with this? And they're like, yeah, post it, post it, post it. Nice. They got, they're, they're not as, <clears throat> I don't know. Just, it's just the way it is. They're, they, space force is born from the air force. So it's kind of their methods of humor, their methods of, of dealing with their audience is a lot different than how we are. We could be an army U S army WTF moments and kind of be gruff at the audience and rah, 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 rah. Um, if you look at the if you look at how the, the tone is from the space force but you could totally tell it's run by air force slash or space command nerd yeah. <laughs> it's run by it's run by those i mean it's, it's they they really love it i mean they're they they they're involved like some of them work in some of them some of the some of the areas to where they post they posted like i'll i'll see the space force page go live and it's you know it's it's the spacex mission it's a space s mission that's supporting space force nice. like, oh shit you know what i mean or, or they'll support. Uh, they just recently did a deployment with Tenth Special Forces Group in the um, in the Antarctic, I think, and so or, or the Arctic. I can't remember either. Or wait, Antarctic, mm-hmm. Antarctic. Anyways, so so they were they were they were in the polarized caps pretty much, and it, it was they had a they had a great time, and they were posting memes and stuff like that. Again, it's yeah. their sense of humor and it's their stuff. So it, it's as a matter of fact, uh, WTF moments kind of grew in size with other other. Um, you know, we have uh, U.S. Army WTF moments, of course. We have U.S. Army WTF moments videos, which is strictly a video page. It's, it's just mm. video submissions, and it gets posted. We used to have a news media. It was an Army WTF moments news team, which basically was all we were. I guess at the time we were trying to kick around an idea like a military news type, stars and stripes, stats and purpose site, Army Times like specific page, but that didn't really pan out. Um, Space Force, of course, and then we have Grunts Gaming Network, which is a uh, veteran and active duty gamers. Oh, all right. And then uh, we have, and we've done stuff with uh, with Stack Up. We have done little uh, little little giveaways with them, game giveaways, and then we've had, and then we got, um, of course, WTF Nation Radio, which is kind of like they've been the big push for everything right now. And of course, with the stuff in Ukraine, that's always that's been like the hot the hot discussion topic of WTF nation radio now. Cause everybody, cause I mean, I read off of 
the key, uh, the Kiev independent. And I'm, 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 you know, we have Natalia Antonova who's provided some insight too. So right now the hotness of the conflict right now, obviously is, is Ukraine and, you know, Russia, Russia's invasion of it. So. I, I have found um, really interesting the, you know, there's a lot of things that I noticed. One is, is, is the fact that uh, Putin is what happens when you surround yourself with people that will not disagree with you. Yes. Right? And, exactly. and, and that is, you know, in my, in my leadership book, I actually, there's a, I think there's a whole portion in there where I talk about surrounding yourself with the opposite of yes, men, right? Like, and, and as a leader, sometimes you have to pull that out of people, right? I would tell some folks like, I don't need you to agree with me. I already think it's a great idea. I'm telling you because I think it's a great idea. Right, I right. You, to, you know, I need oh, you to it, tell me where is it going to go wrong. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and tell you what, man, I've I have had, I have, <laughs> I have had on our or just on the WTF Women's team and in the WTF Nation Radio team. That that's we have we have that dynamic. It's I'll say something and then we'll. I'm not saying all of us will get knocked down, drawn drawn out fights, but. I, I want them to come back to me. I right. want them to come back at me to, to defend their position of why they feel that way, because then it's something that I'm not looking at that maybe I'm overlooking. I, I, I see it. I see no, I see no problem with the leader, uh, with, with, with the leader accepting that culture. There's a yeah. lot of leaders out there that no, it's going to be done like this. You don't understand this. Um, yeah. It's going to, it's going to either, either I'm going to find out, Oh, I hadn't thought about that. That was a dumb idea. Let's not do that. Right. Or two, Oh, let's make this. If we take that and that and that, we can make this idea this much better, and we can prevent the fallout from this potential error and this. And we just come out with something that's even better, just because we were willing to have that discussion. And so, you know, here's a guy who's surrounded himself with people that will not disagree with him. They're going to tell him exactly what he wants to hear, and so he makes this fundamental miscalculation that, you know we're still in the middle of this. I don't know. You know, you could be watching this. This is March 9th. We're what? 12, 13 days into this thing. About two weeks. Yeah. <clears throat> there is not, and maybe the future will prove us wrong or prove me wrong. But right now I'm looking at it. There's no win for him. He is, he has backed himself. He's checkmated himself. Yep. If he yep. kills the Ukrainian president, the dude becomes a martyr. Yep. If he doesn't kill the Ukrainian president, there will always be an insurgency. Yep. He, the, the rubles destroyed. The Russian economy is destroyed. The entire earth has come out and said, this is wrong. You cannot long-term do anything there. He can't back out either because if he does, then, you know, for him, he's going to look weak, but he's already also looks weak amongst all the other people that were worried about him. The like there's, he's literally checkmated himself. Right. Not to mention the fact that his actions of, of, it's almost very, it's almost very like Hitler-like how his decision-making to the ground commanders is showing like the lack of logistics, uh, uh, like the lack of, uh, it almost seems like the equipment. Um, yep. Maintenance. No maintenance. No man. Did you look at all the vehicles that are being abandoned or you look at all the vehicles that are stuck because they ran out of fuel um, that, you know, John Deere should be making a marketing uh, program of, of how many John Deere, how many, how much tonnage has a Don, John Deere tractor pulled during the Ukrainian war? Did you, you know that both Nick Pomachano and I both used to work for John Deere? Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I was going to do a video because part of my multimedia experience, um, I, I was going to do a John Deere commercial with just nothing but just nothing but scenes. That's it. I, 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 I said it like if I was still a John Deere marketing, exactly. I would be in trouble. I think that's it. where I got the idea from. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
I'd have been like, I don't, yeah, if I was part of John Deere marketing, I'd be, I'd be yeah. either I'd be fired or I'd be like, promoted yeah. because it would be like, damn right. And, and that's another thing too, is that, is that you, you, you said it and just nailed it on the head too. The entire globe, the entire planet is against this. Um, yeah. and, and, and anybody who says, uh, anybody who says that, that, that what he's doing is just right now at this point, I think should just kind of, kind of tone it down because nobody, no, I mean, really, cause nobody's, we're not, nobody likes you. Nobody likes you. Nobody <laughs> likes Putin. Nobody like. It, it's almost like for me being a, a cold war, uh, you know, enlistee Wolverines. I was like, hell, this go gets, you know, fucking yeah. it. And, and I was telling, telling, I was just saying that on my podcast a couple of nights ago is like, I joined during the time where the red scare was happening. And I always expected that I was going to fight, Ivan, I, that was the big, the army yeah. back in the eighties was fighting. We had cadences talking about killing Russians and right. You know, that you can't say anymore because they're not PC, but it, the next thing you know, you're, you, you know, I retire and then now Russia decides to pull some shit. And it's kind of like, really dude, could you not have done this when I was retired? Because there's also, like you said, there's also a history of Russia's actions. Yeah. Leading up to this already. Mm -hmm. and it was the, it was the nation. It was that same national stage that kind of like, I don't want to say didn't take him seriously, but kind of like, uh, maybe he won't do it. And the next, thing you know, bam, there goes Crimea. And the next, thing you know, bam, he, you know, then, well, for first he invades Georgia, then he, then he, then he freaking invades Crimea. And then the next thing, you know, now he, he wants, you know, the two provinces on the East that he says are Russian that want him back. And he's even said that the fall of the Soviet union and us, you know, they yep. were never, they should never go. It's almost like, like the Simpsons freaking called it again. You know, yeah. oh, it was all just a trick. We want to bring back the Soviet Union. Right. Like, so Estonia, Lithuania, Belarus, yep. like all of these guys got it. Well, Belarus is already on our side because of their crazy ass dictator, too. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. But all of these guys need to also turn around and say, well, there's two that in the beginning. It was, well, we're not going to we're not going to join NATO. We're not going to do this stuff because we don't want to piss off Russia because he may come and get us. But now the bully's been exposed. Right. He's been, he's got nothing. And his actions of what his commanders are doing on the battlefield has been heinous. I yeah. mean, today we saw the hospital complex where right. he took out literally a, a maternity ward and, and yeah. expectant mothers in the hospital. But it was a children's hospital, I think it yeah. was. And, and, and how this is not the, the safety corridors that they've attacked, what, three times now? Right. Exactly. So yeah. it, it's almost, this is, this is Hague war criminal stuff this is yep. this is this is this is where he needs to be brought up on charges for being a war criminal um you know because obviously his, his invasion was unauthorized nobody i kind of laugh at the pundits who are like oh yeah this is going to be bad we might have to expect ex expect a ukrainian downfall within this many times and then the next you know we're already two weeks in and they can't even get a hold they can't even get a good hold on a city yeah well they don't understand what it's like but, right like, right you get it right like you you were in mosul right like when you and, and i was trying to describe this to somebody that a normal battlefield is two-dimensional right it's it's just basically what's xy access just what's in front of me right you get into a city and you've introduced a third dimension to this battlefield God, yeah. and 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 if you are in a city like from the pictures that i'm seeing it reminds me of like i remember driving through seoul and saying, you know, because we were talking about North Korea and, and, you know, we play all the war games out there in yep. Korea. Yep. And I was thinking no one can take this city, man. It's a sea of apartment buildings with thousands and thousands of windows everywhere. 
And as an infantry guy that kicks down a door, you just know, like, if I'm going to take a building and I've got to secure the outside and then I got to go in and I got to secure all these rooms and every staircase that comes in and then grandma's in a room. So you let her go and you turn and leave. But turns out grandma had a freaking grenade. And as soon as you're in the next thing, she tossed the grenade out the thing and then walks out. But like, it is impossible that the sheer number of soldiers that it requires, especially if the civilian population is hostile, it's prohibitive. There's no military in the world that can hold a city with a million people in it. No, not, we, we tried That's that. That's hostile. With, tried, we tried that with Baghdad. <laughs> yeah. that, that was my second Iraq tour was Baghdad. Um, and that, that was with the 1st Armored Division. And it was, it was, damn, it was, it just, you're, you're right. I mean, just the whole situation right now, everyone expected Zelensky or the Ukrainian military to kind of fold up. And, and, and the first thing that happened when it started happening, he's like, Hey, you want to, you know, you show us, you show us your Ukrainian passport and you will get you an ammo. We'll get you some ammo and a weapon. And now it's, let's have the volunteer Legion join up. And then now they're taking foreign fighters. And it's just like, it's just like, wow. It, to me, it's, it's writing whole, it's, it's, everyone's taking notes, name your field, name your, you know, everyone's taking notes, everybody from the soft community, everybody from, yeah regular army, uh, the regular, you know, uh, conventional forces community, uh, think tanks, um, even, even Naval war college, everyone, everyone is looking at this, like, hold you me as a psyop guy, bro. I am loving this. I yeah. am loving the information operations campaign that they are leading the amount of it, it, it is. It's almost like, as if all the times that we've always been in, in planning for a, a psyop series or a psyop program, and we're like, what if this Ukrainian doesn't work? Out, Ukraine doesn't work. It's like, what if and it's already out? They've already posted it. You're like, oh, yeah. these guys are fast. <laughs> I mean, they, you could totally tell that they've had rapid, you know, uh, rapid, uh, you know, hey, does it work? Is it going to work? Nope, it's going to work. It's going to work. Okay, post. Yeah. Um, what people don't realize is that before, and, and, and it wasn't until I might have mentioned it before, is we had, uh, we have had soft. Uh, we've had uh, uh, security forces assistance command, the, the SFAC, the SFABs. We've we've had them there before this invasion happened. Hmm. Um, you know, when and this was just a few years back when I was still in. I've had soldiers deploy to Ukraine, and and our friends of mine that have deployed to Ukraine in support of their, you know, the Ukrainian soft mission. So it's it's. I don't want to say that you're kind of seeing our proxy way of doing it and, and, and our help and all this other stuff. I like to, I did like kind of like kind of sit back and nod my head going, yeah, I bet we probably had something to do with that or whatever, <laughs> but, but the execution of it's all, it's all of them. You know, it's all God. them. You can guide anybody all you want, but those, the, the, their hand, the information operation stuff is just, I love it. To, it Absolutely it, magnificent. I actually want, I actually wish it, it was, it's almost like their public affairs, influence and information operation stuff teeter each like they cross each other's line very thinly so you could look at a public affairs product that they have could it be psyop or could it not be psyop yeah you look at the psyop product that they have which is of course it's an influence i should say influence product um could it could, could does it cross the line into public affairs and then just the whole just the whole dynamic of the media that they're using they've jumped on tiktok They've jumped on Facebook. They've jumped on Twitter. They've jumped on Reddit. They, they, it, it, it really is for us. I, I immediately, I told the team, it's like, 
yeah, we're, we're going to start posting uh, Ukraine stuff. So if any memes or anything you come across, just, just grab it and, and, and start farming them and then start posting on WTF Nation Radio so we can get some reach out, so we can get some you know visibility out there. And I will tell you what, we, our reach has, in, has, has increased overseas to Eastern Europe and, and we've we we're we're I don't want to say we're fighting, but we're 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 watching the Facebook algorithms work against the Russian troll bots that are <laughs> saying that this is fake news. Like literally, literally Zelensky could be speaking about something, and then next you know we get questioned. Oh, that's fake. What do you mean that's fake? He literally just said that on CNN. He said that on Fox. He said that right on you know whatever. What's beautiful to me is that like um, everybody understands exactly what they're doing and why they're doing it. And, and, and even like down to like, the, I'm sure you've seen the microphone video, right? Like where, yeah. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. you know, he knows exactly who he's doing that to, who he's doing it for and exactly. the effect that it's going to have. Cause those are two different, yes. two different audiences. Right. Yes. yes. And, and this is like, he's, he's literally just pegging at this dude. Cause he knows that if he gets him, he's going to continue to make mistakes. Right. He's right. got to keep, He's got to keep that dictator who's got a huge ego. He's got to keep him on basically on his heels. Right. And that's where he is. The, the um, Russian mothers come get your, your POWs. Yes. Right. Yes. Oh gosh. Yes. They yes. open up the phone lines. Right. And the, the ladies that are answering the phone, they, I saw an interview with one of them and it said, you know, why are you doing this? He's like, well, I understand these are just kids, they're conscripts, you know, the like, and, and she struggles to get through some of the stories. And I got a call from a dad and, you know, she kind of chokes up a little bit, but she also says, we also want this war to end. And this is the best way to do it. Like yeah. they know exactly what they're doing. It's they, yep. Oh, it's sure. their target audience analysis probably took them uh, real quick to do it and didn't have to go any bureaucracy, like our influence stuff. You know what I mean? It, it, it's just, I'm just, and, and I like ribbing. I love my community. I love the SIOP regiment. I love the SIOP community. And, you know, I love SOF. I, 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 I really love everything. I, my experiences, I cannot, I will never forget it. But just like any other branch you're in, you have to bid that big AAR. Mm-hmm. If nobody's looking at this right now on the influence side of the house as a huge AAR and you want to stick to the the old way of doing it you you might as well just get out because the ukrainians are just owning yep. the, the influence community with what they're doing and it's not the thing is is that they're not just shit posting like you just said they know who their audience is when zelensky did the microphone thing he knew exactly what what the who he was going after he would and like you said the mothers is another target audience and, and yeah. persuading feeling um all that stuff, I mean, all that stuff was going through my head every time I see a Zelensky pro- a product, I shouldn't say a Zelensky on video because I, I don't want to be disingenuous. I don't want to be disingenuous to what they're doing because just to us, we see yeah. media like that. And that's what a, a PSYOP series is about. It's when you, everyone's like, is it a program? No, it's a series because in, this, in that series, it will have video, uh, audio, video, uh, or, or comms or whatever. Um, in some of the group chats that I'm in, you know, because now PSYOP is sexy. Um, it's always been sexy, but it just now people decided to realize it is sexy. Um, it, that I, I, I will post, hey, these are little quick tips. This is how you listen to a radio station over the seas. This is how you mm. do this. And, and, and this is where you're getting the stuff. And this is how, if you want to log into something like that, this is why you don't use your, don't use your Yahoo email yeah. to, to hit anything that's got RU at the end of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and, and, and it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of a lesson that, that I think with us, we are so over inundated with 
the OPSEC policy stuff that we would be, oh, that's OPSEC. That's all. We can't post that stuff. That's OPSEC. We get that. We get that at Army WTF moments too. Yeah. Every, time, every time we post something, that's OPSEC. It's a, it's a helicopter on an airfield. Yeah, but if you triangulate that and you do this, you do this. Yeah. It's like, and I'm like, dude, it's a, yeah, stop. Sometimes I think our policies in, in, in the influence world choke us a little bit on, on what we can do. Because I know right now there are psyopers right now that are the young ones are chomping at the bit to be just like Ukraine when it comes to their type of campaigns. <clears throat> Well, the old timers that like all of the messages are thought out and that's where like exactly. it's not a mistake right like yep. if you watch his his speech patterns and what he says and maybe i'm a little bit of a nerd on this so then i pay attention to that right like but when he talks to nato versus when he speaks in english or when he talks to the u.s or when he's talking to the russian mothers or to the russian soldiers or, to, or when they switch from ukrainian to russian Right. Mm -hmm. Like them letting you know that this is for you specifically. So I'm going to say it in your language, right? Like, oh, it's so brilliant. Mm -hmm. And I just want people to really understand. And this is not just a obviously in a, in a, in a warfare implication. I don't want to make light of it, but understand that you can apply these same lessons. You know, first off, if you're a country like Taiwan, you need to be paying attention to this uh, and, and know exactly what they're doing. And if you're a place like Syria, you know, with that, we're the victims of Aleppo, learn this lesson too, right? If you're one of those nations that's going to be on the, on the, on the receiving end of this, humanize yourself and understand how do you, how do you be, you know, reach these Western nations and, and, and understand Zelensky is in a position where he gets all these different cultures, right? And, and I think part of that, maybe being a comedian, like you really have to understand the people and, and, and why you're making these jokes, but also, as a business owner, even yeah. understand the power of the messaging, right? Oh my gosh. If, if you were to look at some of the messaging campaigns, some of the comp, some of the greatest companies that have gone under probably would have not gone under if they had a good messaging campaign to their, to the confidence of their products, to the confidence of their service, to the confidence of their employees. You, you, you would look, I mean, that's another thing too, besides WTF nation radio and us army WTF moments, I speak, I, I go and speak to, I do, I don't, I don't, we don't openly announce it because there'll be like a company, there'll be a, a unit or mm -hmm. it'll be like a civilian company, a corporation or a, an army unit or something like that. They'll invite me out to just discuss not WTF moments, but influencing messaging, you know, uh, that type of, you know, uh, propaganda study and all that. And, and I, I, I always say that too. It's like, it, it's the, the army has a, the army has a messaging problem. I should say our policy sometimes also has a messaging problem. We have, we have gone so far in our individual stovepipes to where now, where do, uh, where does, does PSYOP public affairs <laughs> operations and cyber all have to become together now? You know I mean, there's talks that actually happen like that because even everyone is stovepiped in their own. You can't say that to a foreign audience because you're public affairs, but a PSYOP person can say that, but you got to make sure that that message that you're saying to the foreign audience as a PSYOP individual, it's got to make sure that the message is deconflicted between the public affairs message. And then there's a guy who's an IO guy, who's, who's a synchronizer, the information yeah. operations planner, who is a synchronization messaging. And then both PSYOP and public affairs, you know, getting fist fights and stuff like that because the io guy is like well maybe we should and we're like i don't remember asking you it, it's it's messaging the messaging world is very it, it, it's a very it's a very heavy personality driven 
stovepiping event that I think we need to start looking at maybe combining some of these things. I think we overcomplicate the issue. And, and, and if in a world where you're getting, you're fighting for somebody's attention where they have multiple mediums of things, of, of, of things fighting for their attention, nobody gives a shit about organizations and nobody gives a shit about brands. Nobody gives a shit about countries. Okay. They care about people. Mm-hmm. And and this is what Ukraine has done. They have made it. If you cannot say Ukraine without Zelensky, correct. You cannot say Tesla without Elon Musk, correct. Right. So here's a guy who's winning the information war for his company, who's valued higher than any other automaker, and they don't even come close to the sales of Ford and GM and all these people. And I can't tell you who the CEOs of those companies are, and nobody cares. No, not to mention the fact that the people of Ukraine are identified by the Order of Saint Javelin. You know what I mean? If yeah. you, think, <laughs> yeah. you think of a javelin, you think of a javelin. You think the people of Ukraine. You, you right. You you, the you look the product. Yeah, you, you looked at it like wow. You, but you're right. You're you're tying that, and a lot of a lot of companies. I, I mean, I, I well, hey, what do you think about I should do? What do you think about I should do this? And I don't I don't ever give the advice of well, if I was in charge of you. I would be like, I would ask kind of like questions back. What are you doing? What platforms are you using? Blah, 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 blah. And then I would use that and then maybe go into some branding. Who's who's the who's your social media guy? Because you can't have to the point now where it used to be just one person operating a Facebook page. Now media has gotten so so grand and, and it's expanded to where you have multi-platforms. And that brings it back to us at WTF Moments. It's we started off on one Facebook page, then we yeah. went to a website. And now we are on 14 different platforms podcasted, uh, eight yeah. or five. And, and so it's like, as soon as we hit the broadcast, bam, there's eight systems activating that we would never would have dreamed to, to expand that audience like that it, or consider having the technology to, to do it. I mean, think about it, how we're, how we're talking right now, this, some studios pay thousands of dollars to have a studio and right. here's, Here's Ken and Lewis just shooting shit, man, you know, hanging out <laughs> freaking podcast equipment. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it's, it's, just fun. It just, it's just, but. Well, the other thing is that you guys also made it about the individual, right? You made it about the individual soldier. Right. Uh, and, and this is just, I, I feel like, you know, if you were in marketing in the nineties and you're running your director of marketing now and you haven't stopped to, or you you haven't stopped to inject yourself and sit down with your teenage child to explain to you where they're getting their attention. If you're not willing to do that and you're still protecting the brand and, you know, doing all of these things and and not allowing the individuals in your organization to tell their story, like just go ahead and retire. You ain't ain't lying. I'm going to tell you what, right now, uh, the thing was for me, and, and, and maybe I'm weird, I'm weird or I'm wired differently, or maybe I'm just a damn nerd. I, all the stuff that I did in soft, all the stuff that I did in PSYOP. And then uh, basically I had the opportunity with WTF moments and WTF, WTF nation radio to do what I've always wanted to do in PSYOP, but I always got told no. Hmm. And that, that to me right there and PSYOP, of course, the, the field now it's, I mean, it's growing, it's getting to that point. The technology is starting to grow. The the talent's getting a lot better, you know, assessment and selection has been like making sure we don't, we get, you know, we were getting some quality of psyopers officer and enlisted. Um, but, but to me, I've, 
I've waited so long. I, I've always wanted to do something like this. That, that to me is what keeps me young is because I'm always like, it's almost like when you're playing with, I mean, come on, you got an Xbox. Remember back in the day, you always wanted to have video games like the way you wanted to have now as a kid though, you know, you're like, yeah, I never had this as a kid. Shit. I'm going to get me an Xbox. This looks yeah. fun. <laughs> You know what I mean? So that's the way I see the same way. It's like, I didn't have the shit when I was a young psyoper. I can't wait to do it. I can't wait to be on this tech. And I have actually, I mean, I have been on some teams or I've, you know, I've done some speaking engagements where a psyop kid will say, Hey, you know, Ken, I, I hate, you know, cause I'm retired. I don't want to use my retired rank. I, I want to be Ken, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Ken. Yeah. And so they're like, Ken, um, what systems to use for this? What would you recommend for that? And then I was like, well, depending on what your unit's going to do. Does your unit want you to have this? What, you know, what depend what your, what your, uh, I start going to a bunch of tech stuff. So that way they can do quality products that way they can do. And it's not just, you can, this right here is obviously going to be the, the, the ultimate weapon, but if you don't have the knowledge to put that on a medium to, and then send it out or understand the knowledge to, to push it out, like you said, you might as well just retire. There's some, there's some individuals right now within the influence community, IO, PSYOP, cyber, public affairs that don't like this tech that don't like that does not like TikTok, that does not like the yeah. use of facebook you know the, the the mediums of you know you know uh, you know twitter you just you see that on twitter you see me engaging with other individuals on twitter and and you just see individuals just kind of like flop along and and try to throw the big sarge or the mm -hmm. what's the what's the what's the term for big sarge for an officer i don't i don't know but uh, you get you get the yeah you get the you get that you get that mentality, like you said. You get that mentality where, uh, I, I, we don't need that. We don't. We we can't. We don't have to be like that. And then the next thing you know, they're tweeting or they're posting something. Something Ukraine's been doing a great job. Wait a minute, did you just like tweet way back in the day that <laughs> you shouldn't have this tech or, or soldiers? You know, we don't trust soldiers enough to do this and whatever. Um, yep. Do I do I think that TikTok should be weaponized? It already is. It's, right. It's, it it already is. You it, can be part of it or not. That's it's yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, join the join the fight. Um, yeah, join the fight with yeah. Joe, pick up pick up that weapon and, and and get in that fight. You know what I mean? Because if you're not, you're gonna you're gonna see. You know, <laughs> I mean, the videos coming out, the TikToks coming out of Ukraine, the Ukrainian military, the Ukrainian uh, volunteer legion just owning Russia. It just yep. I'm just like, bro, this this is. <clears throat> I mean, I'm pretty sure there's going to be some movies and books and documentaries made about the whole thing once it's all said and done. Uh it should be in every captain's career course, uh, every basic officer leadership course, uh, every NCO Academy. Yep. This is the, like everybody in ROTC right now, like pay attention and, and in the business world too, like understand why is this ragtag, the Ukrainian army went from a hundred thousand or whatever to 40 million soldiers. Right. Cause now everyone's a soldier. And, and how have they completely won over the world? And, yeah. and if you are in any sort of, you know, like you need to pay attention to what are they doing um, and really analyzing it so that you can replicate it as well. And, you know, and it, for some people, it may mean life or death, whether or not you can replicate it. Well, um, it, it, the thing is, is that I, I, you're right. This should be brought up to every, every course that we have, but also, uh, we should be, I mean, we should be learning the rapid method of doing it. I, I mean, it should not, because yeah. we can study it all you want, but if we're going to go back, oh, that's true. That's great how they did it. Did you see how fast they did this? This is this. 
okay, go ahead. Let's go through this approval process. It takes 15 yeah. years to go through. And then uh, let's go do this. But did you just say something about Ukraine? Yeah. But anyways, that was a great vignette. And the next thing you know, they move on. <laughs> You know, I'm like, no, dude, you, you, if you, if you're a lot and, I, and I'm taking note of all the individuals that were like, you know, like, it's a good job, Ukraine, you, you're doing a great job. And this is rapid, yeah. rapid media uh, dissemination. This is great. This is the standard. Okay. I I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, having SWIC or having the public affairs, you know, uh, the, you know, the defense information groups, those guys, I'm waiting to see what they're going to do the, or our cyber and cybercom. What are they planning on doing for rapid media dissemination? Because you see me commenting on Twitter already about that stuff, how slow, how slow things are for us to do. Yep. Rapid. Like you said, man, these guys, these guys and gals, cause there's a lot of, there's like that. For instance, put the sunflowers in your pocket. Yes. Ooh. Put the sunflowers in your pockets. <laughs> that way you'll grow them here when you die. And I'm paraphrasing, but there's also, there was also a TikTok influencer that found a BMP abandoned and she showed everybody on TikTok how, how to turn it on, how to start yeah. up and drive it. You know what I mean? She's like, oh, check this out. This is how I found it. And you do this and you do that. Make sure you do this, make sure you're still in gear. I understand a little bit of Russian and, and a little bit of Ukrainian. So I was like, wow, just that right there in itself. Think about it. Key communicator to the people for uh, support of unconventional warfare for, you know, uh, for, for, you know, obviously for an invading uh, army. Bro, you're you already coming. The target audience is who? Target audience is the civilian is the civilian populace of Ukraine. You know, four. It's also uh, showing that the last audience would be showing Ivan that we have people that are about ready to take your shit. You know what I mean? We, yeah. We, so so that right there, that just in us discussing it right now. Bam 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 bam. Meanwhile, us you know, like that that freaking <laughs> utopia freaking that yeah. song. You know, it just that's just the whole it's the whole freaking. I hope this energizes everybody, like you were saying. Yeah. Who's who's uh, who's involved? Because they definitely need to take 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 notice of all this. So if uh, if somebody is interested in supporting you or getting in touch with you or WTF moments or um, where else can they hear you? Where else can they find you? And um, I mean, you said fourteen different. So let's you know. Let's... <laughs> well, <laughs> well, the, well, the big the big thing is that. Um, the, the the thing is is that uh, to, to contact us uh, for for the for the main gripes for the main complaints for emails a lot of report uh, uh, media in- inquiries just go to connect at armywtfmoments.com and then for if you want to be a guest or you want to join us on the podcast on WTF Nation Radio then you just just contact at wtfnationradio.com um, we have two Facebook you know WTF Nation Radio and US Army WTF Moments have Facebook pages. They also have Twitter accounts. Uh, the Twitter account for U.S. Army WTF Moments is at the WTF Nation, and then WTF Nation Radio is WTF Nation Radio. Um, I am, again, I, I'm I'm kind of like out there, out there, engaging in the world, and you know, swimming, swimming in the big media swimming pool to see you know what's going on. And I'm the IO guy uh, at on Twitter, um, and then uh, we have you know, obviously, you can find different. We have Morgan, who's our J1, and you can find her on Twitter too. And and it's just, it's a yeah. You can find us on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. We have a we have a you know the, the WTF Nation Radio has a has a website where we lo- upload all our podcasts and we'll do daily rewinds and recaps of old shows. So if if fifteen hundred or three p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, you just hear a past show. You know what I mean? You're like, 
we, we've, we've had, we've, I mean, literally it's like, I'll go on there and I'm like, holy crap, I remember that show. And then I'll sit back and listen to it. I'm like, God, I, I sound like ass or, or <laughs> I critique myself. You know, yeah. everybody, everybody, I mean, you, you do the same. Don't you have some like cringe sometimes when you're listening? Yeah. I don't listen to it, man. Like this is it. This is, this is, I know what the conversation, I'm not going to go back and listen. <laughs> Well, like I said, because someone will say, didn't you say at this time, at this time, at this time? I'm like, did I say that? Did I say that? <laughs> when, that when that happened, go back to blah, 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 blah. Then I'll look it up and then I'll listen to it. I'm like, oh my God, I sound like ass. Oh, the sound quality. And then I start nitpicking the technical stuff. And I'm like, God, was I really saying so, so, and so, and so, 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 so. Uh-huh. But my, my key thing is I, I say so a lot. And I'm trying to remove that from my broadcasting okay. flow, I guess you would say. But yeah, sure. it's, it's I have little ticks and stuff that I don't notice. Like it was a couple of days ago. I was just telling somebody that I felt like I glitched in the matrix because I said something, went, talked about it and then paused and then repeated it like almost word for word. Again. <laughs> and somebody asked me, are you okay? I'm like, why? Cause you repeated yourself. Like you're distracted. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I, look, <laughs> go back and listen, I'm like, Crap, I did do that. <laughs> so it's only pins like that. So yeah, you can listen to us on WTFNationRadio.com. Uh, for the for our daily rewind and then of course all of our podcasts are loaded up um if you go on to the uh to the website and then you hit play during uh, our standard broadcast hours which is 2000 or 8 p.m eastern standard time and of course we if you can't catch us on a website don't worry we'll broadcast it on wtf nation radio um anyway so facebook so if you're a follower of the pages you'll get you'll get a notification that we've gone live or we're up and and all that and and this month we have a lot of we have uh you know we have the um the command team of userec is coming on tomorrow nice um, and we also have uh the creator and they have get- time for that right now what's that userec right now we figure they'd be a little busy well i mean yeah they're, they're, that's what they're saying that's part that's part of the thing man they're gonna they're gonna tell us what's going on with all this all this money they're giving out man i don't yeah. know <laughs> You know, and, and they've been on before. So now we've always, you know, any, anybody guess who comes on here, you know, that wants to shoot the breeze with us. And then on Friday, Friday, we just got this locked in the creator of the St. Javelin meme, the, the draw that drew oh. on Friday. Yeah. So right. yeah, we're stoked. So yeah. So just, just little stuff like that. We got TikTok influencers, uh, CQ who does pop culture warrior, uh, with his co-host radar you know it's it's all hollywood based veteran connected you know we just have bradley constant the kid who plays uh the rock as a teenager nice uh, and young rock so he's he's just been on so again it's like every every show that we have will run the gamut of either news discussion and commentary pop culture hollywood uh military discussion and then of course friday night freedom you know you know go america patriotism <laughs> stuff you know what i mean Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate so much you coming on. And and again, I, I feel like we could go for hours oh, and hours and hours. Bro, we, we can. I appreciate you inviting me, man. This is cool. <clears throat> so, I, I mean, we'll have to do this one again. And maybe, yes. you know, in a couple of weeks, we, we we fully analyze just the IO situation of what's going on. Exactly. Uh, and, and nerd out for like the three other people that think that's cool. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's only you and Lewis and like two guys talking. Who the hell's that? You know, I just say like we're the ones that are ahead of the pack. I, that's yeah. what, I, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to tell myself that. So I feel good about it. Exactly. <clears throat> Thanks. But man. I appreciate you taking the time and, and coming out here. And, uh, you know, I look, I look forward to more and, and many more conversations. 
Yeah, you need to come on too, man. You had you need to come back to WTF Nation Radio and shoot the breeze with me. And let's do it. I'm down. I got a whole new book to talk about too. So yeah, you also got a new book and some other stuff we were going to talk about. So let's do it. So all right, I love it. All right, brother man. Thank you.